Hey, just a quick note on this week's episode before we get started. Even though we pretty much explain it on the episode itself, I just thought I'd go into it a bit more beforehand. Uh, So first of all, this is our second Blade Runner episode. We met up to record a couple of days prior to this episode, or a week prior, and uh, I just had a massive problem with the equipment where we just, it just wasn't connecting uh, the, the... sound interface we use wasn't uh being recognized by my laptop and then eventually i was just like oh we'll use this backup mixer i have that i got essentially so as we could run it through the interface when we have guests on because we can connect more microphones but it can still work on its own as well just not quite as good doesn't it's it's just a mixer not an interface so there's no sound card in it like so it doesn't produce the best audio so anyway we decided to use that but you know we'd been arsing around trying to get things working for so long uh, Shane wasn't going to be sticking around all night so we just recorded a sort of bonus episode for Patreon so that's up there now it's called like a, a prelude to Blade Runner so if you want to hear some topics we won't go into on this episode a sporadic sort of Blade Runner episode well, not sporadic because we were planning it but a different episode than what we were planning essentially that's up on Patreon so if you want to check that out but you know it's not necessary listening to uh, understand this episode or anything it's not like we split our Blade Runner episode into two parts it's just essentially we just didn't want to make uh, the trip not worthwhile you know we wanted to get something done in the end that's that. That's what happened with the original Blade Runner episode. It was a disaster. But we still wanted to get an episode out there. Uh, we especially didn't want to put up a Patreon, a patron episode of Blade Runner and not have an actual episode because that's something we, we've said when we started Patreon. We never wanted to, like, Patreon would be for bonus episodes that didn't really fit on the main feed. Or I think we even said, like, if we done Blade Runner as an episode we might do Blade Runner 2049 as a Patreon episode. You know, or if we don't speed as a normal episode, we would do Speed 2 Cruise Control as the Patreon episode. You know, you would never take something you would typically put on the main feed and make it a Patreon-only episode. So we decided to test out the new live stream feature on Podbean, who is our host, uh, still our host. Oh, that might change soon. Because that's something we have wanted to experiment with the they added this new live stream feature that was in beta i'm not sure if it's still in beta i i would imagine it is based on how it went we wanted to test that out for ages so i figured that's the slip rather than dragging shane out a second time to record the same episode why not uh hit two birds with one stone and test out the live stream version and we would just do a live uh blade runner episode and so that's what you're hearing the only reason I'm doing this like pre-message is because you will hear us in the episode talk about how good the sound is. And as we were recording, the sound was very good. Unfortunately, the file you get once you finish the live stream is processed on Podbean's end. And it, it does something weird with the audio where it levels everything out, where it matches volume, which is something I would do in post with every episode. But when it's done automatically, it just brings everything up. And like Shane was recording, he was on the phone and I was on a mic. It just done some weird things with my audio where it would keep going up and down. So I had to do a bit in post to fix that. It done this weird thing. I don't even understand why it would do it. But like every, every breath is uh, matched. Like if you hear me breathing, it's matched to the volume of my voice. And it sounds like I've got like serious cardio problems, but uh, I don't. So I, I don't think that's a big issue now. I kind of just tweaked a bit in post. But, but basically, I was saying, like, basically, I just wanted to say, when you hear us talking about how good the audio sounds, and you're like, but the audio sounds like shit, Johnny. 
just know that at the time the audio actually as we were live it sounded okay but anyway so it's not bad i probably don't even need to do the warning i'm sure nobody cares but mainly i just wanted to uh ask anybody that listens to this to give us some feedback like let us know if the sound is terrible like it because this is a feature we might try to use in the future not for main episodes but um Long-time listeners will be familiar with our Apocalypse Watch episodes that are kind of just like more news episodes of just what's going on in the world. Uh, and they're kind of episodes we do when <laughs> when we don't have time to, to research a topic or watch movies or whatever, or when we, just haven't, when we just haven't got our shit together. But originally we wanted to do them like a, at the end of the month, like a monthly thing when we actually thought we would be a proper weekly podcast. Uh so I'd like to bring them back maybe and because they could be good as a as a live stream because the Podbean live stream allows you to take call-ins and stuff. It could be a cool sort of way to do it, to like take calls at the end. But just in terms of sound and, uh, you know, is it distracting that we're doing it live? Like, let us know, I guess. But uh, yeah, this is a needlessly long intro, so uh, I will leave it there. Welcome to the Survival Podcast for people who take movies too seriously. We survive the apocalypse so you don't have to. I'm Johnny. And I'm Shane. And we are live talking about Blade Runner. Yeah, it's our first live episode on Podbean anyway. Yeah, uh, we've had a fierce amount of trouble because Podbean, I feel like quite often now we just shit on Podbean. <laughs> but, uh, their design is awful like i'm signed in as disaster artists it, it on our account but i'm the only one who can attach who can like be on a proper mic i invited shane and he can only go through the phone app he can't like log into the what they call the sort of the the live studio i guess um yeah essentially to go live shane has for us to sound good we both have to be in the same room recording the podcast as normal and i guess maybe that's why they designed it that way they just assumed that's what people will be doing but yeah but you're gonna have phone in guests yeah we're probably we're gonna have people phone in at the end if they like Um, but like when you we've done google live hangouts and you there's like a green room sort of area where we're all on cam talking before we go live where you can check everybody can check that they hear each other and all that and then you just go live and you don't even have that feature on podbean it's mad. No, <laughs> but we're going to uh, attempt to do an episode this way anyway, because <laughs> this is our second attempt. Uh, doing uh, the Blade Runner episode. So, <laughs> Yeah, which is, I mean, should we go well, into that? We, good thing is I'm now more mobile. So if I have to move to a different room in my house, I can do that very easily. That's I true. I mean, you could grab a laptop and unplug it and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I literally have just to... have my phone and headphones in. If you have to pop down to the shop for some milk, you can you can do yeah. it. The quality is actually surprisingly good for considering you were just on a mobile. You sound really, really good. You sound like when we're in the studio and I'm listening to you in a monitor. But so do you, as far as I can tell. Yeah, so you like rather than using three hundred euro microphone. <laughs> yeah. So I will give Podbean that they've done something, whatever they're running the sound through. 
there's yeah, something they're doing on that end because there's no way a phone call should sound a phone mic the built-in mic on a phone should sound that good unless no. do you just have a really good phone what phone do you have um i have a samsung galaxy i'm trying to uh, seven or eight i think it is okay so like it, it's old old enough now yeah but they're a pretty good phone they might just have a really good mic yeah i think it does Right, Jesus, that's a good endorsement. Yeah, and I'm thinking of upgrading because I've had it for like three years. So yeah. mm. uh, I'm going to get the new one. <laughs> Very good. So yeah, we we had trouble with, again, it was sound. It, funny, funnily enough, it was like the 300 mics and the 200 euro mixer we had trouble with last time. <laughs> yeah, I, I never actually got to record a proper episode. Well, actually, technically, I think it was my laptop not kind of being on its way out and not being able to run the mixer that was the issue. Yeah, I think that was the real issue. But look, it's it's working now. So we're going to talk about Blade we're Runner. Here. We have a kind of a prelude episode that we recorded sort of a very rough episode with the emergency mixer that I'm going to throw on Patreon. So if you want to hear that too, you know, sign up to Patreon. Yeah, there's no real housekeeping to do. Uh, we might take call-ins at the end just because we're experimenting with this live feature. So why not? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and you can also the, the chat is open so if you're listening to us on the podbean app you can come in and chat can you can you see you're on the app can you see uh an instant uh, yeah, messenger my phone yeah there's a message uh i think there's a message there yeah it's yeah, just I for me a message. okay so we can chat to to listeners okay so, so if we, you're listening <laughs> uh just omar at the moment if you're still there it's funny because yeah, I see none, no, no list. The only listener showing up for me is you. But oh, okay. I, I would have thought there'd have been. Oh wait, no, I'm seeing a total of four now. I'm just not seeing names. Oh, it says up to top for me total three. So maybe it doesn't update. Is that that's weird. Yeah, but let's not dwell on it and uh, get into Blade Runner. Yeah. Now, so we've, we've talked about this recently enough, but uh, we're probably just going to have the same conversation again. Kind of. Well, we didn't get into a lot of the 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 finer details of it, but no, of course the reason no. the reason we're doing it is well, as of now, we are still in November two thousand and nineteen, but we're about to uh, pass the the date Blade Runner set. I I I saw a thing online the other day that said as of Wednesday, uh, Blade Runner is no longer in the future, and I was like. Sunday's the 1st of December and the well, movie just says November 2019. Is I there think something like that on a document you see? A no, I, I, I think that's based on in Blade Runner 2049. The date is given. The de- Descartes uh, file says the 20th. But I don't think, like, it's not like Blade Runner. So, or unless I completely missed something in Blade Runner, but it's not set over the course of one night. No, it's not, no. So, and I think maybe people think that because it's always dark in it, but that's more got to do with like pollution blocking out the sun because i always feel like that's surely set over the course of a couple of weeks like yeah it's kind of it's kind of vague at the time it's, yeah it's completely vague but if, just sort of the, tr- the trail he follows and the detective work i just figured that would take uh, a little longer than a weekend anyway you know yeah you don't know how much time has passed from when um Oh, I need to have I need to have character names in front of me. They're not it's not Roy, the the other guy who kills the tester at the start. Like that's clearly weeks before. Yeah, yeah, and it's not the twentieth. Isn't if if the date Rutger Howard 
when his character dies, if that was the 20th, then, you know, that's the, you know, it ends on the 20th of November. Although maybe that's it. Yeah. Though. Maybe that, maybe the date comes from that's when the date he had when he knew his four years were, was up. Oh, maybe. Yeah. yeah. So we could have just been talking out our ass for the last five minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's um, that's how this podcast works. Yeah, yeah. If you if you've just stumbled across to the live stream, that's kind of how we roll. So, where do you rate Blade Runner in um, sort of Ridley Scott canon? I get not canon, but your top like of his body of work. Oh, it's probably one of the best. Even though. Um, like the more I read about it, the more it was an absolute mess. <laughs> like it sounded like, but it seems that's uh, the case for every great film made between like 1971 and 1989. They were all like Apocalypse Now, yeah, you know, Blade Runner. All they were all just complete messes. Like Star Wars, you know, what? Like somebody, the wife saved it in the edit, kind of thing. Oh yeah, sure. Even um, is it Aliens? As in, like Alien Two, yeah. where is um, what's name? Cameron, um, James Cameron, uh, like he, he did the final edit like three days before it went to the cinema or something. Yeah, yeah, and he had temporary music in it until he had temporary music in it while the orchestra were like doing the music, uh, and he got the final recording of the music like just before it went to print, like to cinema. Yeah, it's like it's insane. Crazy. Like, you wouldn't get away with that now. Well, no, you wouldn't. Nowadays, there'd be just complete reshoots. Something would be delayed. Like, you look at fucking stuff like that Fantastic Four movie and Solo, where they bring in a new director and reshoot half the film. Or just, oh, yeah, yeah. They, that just they wouldn't be afraid. Lead, which is, so, yeah, like, they're not afraid way, to delay it. Yes, in a way, that's nearly worse, that they would, like, completely just shift... like. I haven't seen the Justice League. I never will. I'm not interested. <laughs> I'm not interested in either cuts. But from everything I know about it, they're meant to be two completely different films, and they brought in Joss Whedon, and he like reshot like eighty percent of it. Yeah, so like to me, that's that's much. That's crazier than um, like you know not having the full edit done until three days later or three days before the screening. Yeah, I know what you mean. I can't even remember what film it was, but there was something recently, some interview I was watching recently, where the director, they only like finished, like they were, they rented an edit house across from the theatre where the premiere was, because they (laughs) still had stuff to do, and they literally like they had the final version done like an hour beforehand. Oh, that's insane. I've, I've been involved i've been in those editing rooms for like indie movies like short film or not necessarily short films but like um like independent movies mm. i've been in those kind of edit rooms where um i i worked on a film a year it must be well, i think it was 2011 2012 and it was like wasn't a short movie well but it was like 25 minutes or something you know still technically a short movie but and the final edit, like the director was at home editing and he's trying to upload it to like a server for us to download it, to play it at the venue. And then, and then he was getting a taxi straight to the venue when it was ready. Like it was just insane. Um, 
and it, then it was delayed. Like his 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 internet wasn't working. So how can he, like how come he just couldn't bring? A I don't know. To play? That's yeah, that's in case he couldn't get there in time or something, or it was like the the producer, the two guys who wrote it and produced it, they they wanted to see it before they put it out on the screen and stuff. Like it was just oh, bonkers. Right. But they were just crazy control freaks. Like they, it was the whole thing was nuts basically um, yeah i think actually um infinity war the final cut of that was only completed like a week before the release oh yeah probably but anyway we'll get off yeah, topic yeah. there <laughs> yeah because yeah. Uh, i was going to say i would actually i'd probably put alien ahead in terms of body of work Oh yeah, I forgot he made Alien. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Now that you say it. Yeah, and then thinking about it like this, this, this might be a controversial opinion, but I really don't rate Ridley Scott as all that great of a filmmaker. No, that's that's where I thought you were going with that. <laughs> no, it <laughs> is when you asked me the question originally. Like he's made some great movies, but overall he's he's not great. Like, I mean, Blade Runner, Alien, uh, Gladiator, yeah, and I kind of. Like maybe there's a few other ones, but they're kind of that's all that yeah, like, really sticks out to me, to be honest. Yeah, um, and I always mix them up with his brother Tony Scott, who makes just these bonkers movies. Um, no, I like The Martian, but with The Martian, I was kind of like, well, he he just he, it was a great adaption, but it's hard to like credit him with too much when it's almost like a not a word for word adaption, but. Like, he didn't do anything too unique with the material he was already given. Yeah, uh, yeah, I I can't remember the author's name of The Martian, but he laid, like, it's it's almost like, I was going to say Robert Rodriguez with Sin City, but it's, that's... Uh, Andy, Andy Weir. I have another Andy one of his Weir, books yeah. on my bookshelf, so that's what made me think of it. But yeah, I was going to oh, use yeah. Sin City as an example, but that was, like, a technical achievement. But in terms of, like, you would yeah. never, like, credit Robert Rodriguez with, like, writing a good script for Sin City, because he literally just adapted <laughs> the comics. Yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. Uh, or whoever wrote I, you know what I mean anyway we don't need to go into it no. uh, maybe 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 there's other uh, stuff at least yeah as you list off more of his movies though I'm like oh but that's a pretty good list like no matter what, whatever else he's made like those three four movies are all huge classics so respect you know what I mean <laughs> no, well I never said I didn't respect him <laughs> no 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 but you know I'm kind of like I was with you I'm kind of going yeah, I don't think he's that great a director. And then he was like, "Yeah, you made Gladiator, and you made Alien." And I was like, "Oh, yeah, okay, yeah." Yeah, but he also made like Prometheus and Alien Covenant. And... Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you win. Yeah. <laughs> Black Hawk Down was pretty good too. Actually, I forgot you on that. Oh, yeah, I saw that once a long time. No, he's ago. definitely good, but like, uh, we'll just. Uh, I'll, what I'm saying could be very controversial. So, because like a lot of people, even the stuff that I don't like, a lot of people do love. Did he? I think he directed Tell Me. Louise like so and a lot of people would think that that's like one of the best maybe you don't want to say one of the best movies ever made but a lot of people consider like this big classic so yeah but yeah he's made a lot of classics but I uh that was the sort of arguments we used to always have at lectures in like film school it's like they're like but this is a classic movie and you're like yeah but that doesn't mean it's good <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that was that was always a go-to argument but then he did make Alien, and Alien's one of my favorite movies ever. So I, I definitely, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad he he was out doing what he was doing. Yeah, Alien's an incredible film. And this, the brother made a uh, True Romance, which I probably prefer oh, more. Really? So yeah, okay. 
and Top Gun. Uh, pretty, pretty sweet, bruh. Oh, so wait, actually, I didn't realize that. So Brad Pitt's first, I'm not sure which came first, probably, well, obviously Tell and Louise, but that was Brad Pitt's first role. And then like oh, his yeah. second or third role was in True Romance. Oh, so the, yeah. the Scott That's brothers are, are kind of responsible for Brad Pitt. Bastards. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love Brad Pitt. I know, yeah, he's deadly. Part of me hates him too for being Brad Pitt. <laughs> I know what you mean. But anyway, Blade Runner. Is a movie. <laughs> so yeah because we, we talked about it a little I, I'm sort of stuck for where to start on it but I know yeah probably at the beginning like just the introduction of the like it's it's this future of LA and yeah well I guess uh, everybody's seen it so we don't need to explain the plot or what replicants are so I guess the first oh. <laughs> what you wanted to no 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 I said no I yeah no Oh right, I thought <laughs> I thought that was like a disappointed, like oh, it sounded it just sounded completely different on my end, and I knew I thought it was a joke, but I was like, I didn't even get like, well, what? It's a weird joke. Oh. <laughs> well, you know what? The the question I'd ask you, assuming everybody knows the plot of Blade Runner and what replicants are, would you, if you were, if you, if somebody just approached you, you were just offered the job without any training, would you take the job as a Blade Runner? I was thinking this watching the movie that I feel like his portrayal, I was saying this to you on when we were doing the episode the, uh, the other week, um, that he, to me, he seems like he's just a cop who's been given that assignment. It's like being like, oh, you're on traffic, you know, because he, like, they always go on about, oh, he has this reputation to be the best, but I like, he obviously didn't start out that way. He was, it's just a boom assignment you're given. You got to go kill these things, you know, um, yeah, but he he refers to himself, isn't there? When he's um, there's a scene where the poli- where he's like waiting in his car, and the police are going to arrest him because they don't realize he's a Blade Runner or whatever. And he yeah, says yeah. to them, "I'm." He says the word, "I'm a Blade Runner." Not, yeah. you know, you wouldn't say, "I'm a traffic cop." You would say, "Oh, I'm stuck on craft traffic duty or whatever." Well, no, yeah, it's it's a whole other job, yeah, but um. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of a license to just murder people in the street, though. It's kind of crazy. Well, that's what I get. Well, that's more kind of what I was asking. Would you see it? Would you f- see them the way a lot of like what, what is it to call them skin suits? Would you see them as just a skin suit? I guess in that world you would, though, because that's the culture, and they're not thought to have um like emotions or anything. They just they just look like people um and you kind of have in your head the idea like that's it they just look like us that's it there's nothing there's i think no, is that like similarities <laughs> end yeah i mean that's the culture there but you can put yourself into the i mean i, I don't need to like if you put yourself in the shoes of like wh- when slavery was rampant in the western world i could still say yeah i probably wouldn't have owned a slave you know <laughs> yeah i know what you mean I, and as i was saying that i was like oh now i'm just gonna say racist or something <laughs> 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 which is the last it's not what i meant but because yeah they're replicants they're they're synthetic creatures you know what i mean it's very different kind of thing. yeah i'm not sure if every like i wonder like we, we we in blade runner anyway i guess when we get into 2049 it's a bit different but in the first film you're kind of only getting a glimpse of what the 
what the law and what the Tyrell Corporation feel about replicants. You know, you don't really get to, you don't get a sense of what the people really feel. Yeah, I know what you mean. It, it, yeah, you don't know. When we get into uh, 2049, like everybody in Ryan Gosling's apartment block are assholes to him. So it's pretty clear. Yeah, like they don't think he has the right to have an apartment. Yeah, like they, they have skin skin suits sprayed on his door, don't they? Or something, yeah, some yeah. offensive term. So it's definitely is. But that's also set like 30 years later as well. So a lot's changed in that world. Yeah, that's true. But, but this one, and I was saying it to you before, there's the whole debate of whether Harrison Ford is a replicant or not in the movie. Oh, yeah. And I think you need to watch it. I, I think the film works is so much better if he is a replicant because otherwise he's just a monster. Like, yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> where if, if he's a replicant, he's been like, these are all implanted memories. He's been forced to do this. It's like you side with the replicants in Blade Runner either way, I feel. Yeah. yeah. So if he's not a replicant, you don't side with him, I guess. Yeah, because he, he's more, for, like he's programmed to hunt them then. Yeah. In his, if he is a replicant. What I, what I really like is he he still has... And it's a very Harrison Ford thing. Um, and I don't know, I think it probably started with Star Wars and stuff. He's like, he's so loosey-goosey with that gun, you know, and he, and it's sort of like he goes into it with like, he's the same with um, Indiana Jones and things like that. But like he just, uh, Harrison Ford just like holds a gun like he's, I don't know, like a kid with a water gun or something. He's just, he's just spraying that thing around the place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think in the scene where he's chasing, um, it's not Briss, um, Zora, he's chasing Zora through the streets and then she shoots her, she runs through the glass, like past the mannequins. Yeah. There's so much symbolism in that. It's great. Um, in that he actually just stops and like fires, like, like stands his proper stance and actually fires. Yeah. But he's yeah. up to that. Like he's so... He just has a great like kind of clumsiness to him. Like he's falling all over the place, running after her and climbing up on yeah, yeah. the bus and stuff like that. It's great. And but it's just real it's just Harrison Ford though. That's just how he rocks. That's how he rolls. What do you think? Would you do it? No, I, I don't think. I, I think I would feel very much like I was just going around and murdering people. <laughs> <laughs> it's far too because like so I like people it wouldn't be like I, I've no pro like if if the thing is you're hunting a replicant who has committed a crime or murdered somebody and you treat them the, like if, if it's something you were like well if a human murdered somebody you might treat them the exact same way that's fine but like the idea of just going and hunting down these like machines that are so close to human humans that you can't distinguish one from another yeah like there's no way i could do that and feel like well this is this is all right no yeah and they're so human like she's running away in fear screaming like you know yeah uh, that same scene you know it's uh she's like, just she's just yeah it's just an allegory for slavery then she's just a, sl a fleeing slave then yeah and they say they're slaves like they are slaves. Yeah, they are so. exactly and to me like if somebody like consciousness I'm not sure what, what, like what, you know, what, what criteria do you need to pass to be considered a, a conscious being? But the main one I would suggest would be like a fear of death, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which, and that's the entire the entire plot 
revolves around them wanting life, like want, wanting extra time because they're given so, they're only given like four years. Yeah. Uh, like um, how could you, so how could you take that life from a being that's entire sort of driving force is to extend its life? Yeah, yeah, like they're terrified <laughs> yeah. of dying. So it's, but that, that kind of brings you back to the whole, like, I think therefore I am kind of, idea. even though they're, they're programmed it's not they're not actually ai are they they probably wouldn't like that's the whole test isn't it it's basically the turing test that, that they have to do the tyrell test the the void comp test or yeah whatever you pronounce it yeah well so sorry what are you saying i think i kind of misunderstood what you were I'll say it's, it's kind of it's it's like the turing test it's like the same idea you know yeah 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 so it's it's testing for artificial intelligence, and so they're, I suppose they mimic intelligence, but they're not actually a completely artificial intelligent, you know. But then the question is, as you see how they, as we see how they behave in the movie, then are they though? You know, they tend to be because they're worried about self preservation and yeah, living well, longer get, and stuff. I, I guess the the difference between it and the Turing test is. In Blade Runner, the fight camp test, or however you pronounce it, is more of an emotional test. Yeah, to yeah, see yeah. how they react. Where, it, like the Turing test, the point of that is, I, it's depicted differently in movies and stuff. But I think the original, like the idea of the original test, is that you would somebody would talk uh, behind closed door, like walled off from a number of people. And one of them would yeah. be an AI and the test would be to see, can you just say there's 10 people and one's an AI that you'd be able to pick out the one AI. Yeah. But, exactly, if, there's, yeah. but if you, but there's no room for discrepancy. If you think the two might be an AI and the other eight are real, then it's passed the test. Like all in it, it, if you know what I mean, I'm explaining that, very poorly but that's my understanding <laughs> of it yeah so essentially the turing test is to see yeah, if it to make sure an ai isn't trying to trick you yeah it's the the emotional levels which is what they've to. done like when the like the i that's how an ai could pass it if they because you're you as the the person doing the test isn't meant to have any background on the people you're talking to so if the ai oh, yeah. just pretends it's a child it'll pretty much pass the test because you yeah. would you will give the child more leeway, or if it uh, pretends that English is its second language or whatever language it's been interviewed in, which I just kind of oh, like, yeah, like there's, there's yeah there's ways easy, around it. Like, there's easy ways for an AI to kind of fool. And are they smart enough to figure that out though? Yeah, it's all theoretical anyway. So that's that, that's something they count for in the test, but it's more to yeah. just illustrate the how like dynamic I guess an AI could be. Because I mean, yeah, even in the Comp test in the movie seems like the replicants we're following for the film at least would be able to pass it i mean rachel's character it took a hundred questions or whatever i'm not sure how many it normally takes but they employ oh, yeah, he kind of um, what's his name um Tyrell says oh you, what, what does it normally take 20 and yeah. then deckard just doesn't answer like mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and yeah, he's yeah. only and when he says it to him he goes she's a replicant but he's he's not 100% sure when he asks Tyrell that time when he goes into the office. Yeah, and I always think, or always thought, that he didn't really, he didn't deduct she might be a replicant based on the test. It was more from his conversation with Tyrell after. 
Yeah, he you know, realizes it's like he looks over and sees Terrell's like big smirk on his face. Yeah, because you're like, well, why? And he's just like, well, it clicks with him. Well, this is why he brought me here to do this with her. Because he, yeah, yeah, exactly. Otherwise, why would he get her to do it? You know? And I, and I think that's the big difference. Is so say Deckard is um, a replicant, and we know Rachel is that. Why they're different is that they don't know they are. Where like the others know they are like um what's the name roy knows he is all like all the others we see they know yeah. they're replicants so then they they live in with this kind of superiority complex that they're they know they're bigger and faster and stronger than us they know you know they they, they have like kind of there's a lot more depth to it to them uh, so they're going to behave like a regular replicant because they know they're a replicant you know it's um and that's yeah. how their programming is so and do you think with the um sorry I'm forgetting is it Nexus six or Nexus seven that's the six, yeah. six they're the highest version in Blade in Runner that, yeah because yeah, we yeah, were at like the then, Nexus nine by the sequel yeah I think so in 2049 I can't remember is it uh, Ryan Gosling's character is a, a nine or yeah. if it's um, yeah because nine will be teased at the start is a nine no I think Batista's a six I think. He's whatever is in Blade Runner. In the oh yeah, they're like a they're like a six B where they have unlimited lifespan, or they they have yeah. taken off the four year thing. They might be a seven or something. Like, yeah. Well, because if if um, Deckard is a replicant, he would he like he's obviously an Nexus six yeah. two and yeah. has implanted memories, but he obviously doesn't have the same strength as the other replicants. But is that just is there? Is that just like a firewall <laughs> that's in? Yeah, here? yeah. Exactly. Like, is that built in with the false memories that if you don't, if you don't know you're a replicant, you don't have, you can't like access. Yeah, you're only, you know, well, you're he, only using whatever forty percent of your power. Yeah, well, he has serious um, stamina, and uh, like he seems to just, even though like there's points where he's exhausted, but he still just keeps going and going. But oh uh, yeah, yeah, he he just kind of survives a lot of shit like he gets he survives a lot of punches and being thrown around and like he has that he has a big fight with Pris beforehand like she nearly yeah. kills him and then he twists himself out of it and uh, when she has him like trapped in her legs she's gonna like snap his neck with her legs and then and then he has to fight Roy right yeah. after it <laughs> this is um, just going back to something random but I love when he uh, does his nerd voice in it Oh, look, oh, when he's pretending to be the the like um, the inspector guy. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, miss. Would you be able to? <laughs> and really like, fun. he has no. There's no reason for him to do it because she doesn't like know. Like, why he does that? Fight? Like, he why can't he just show up and pretend to be the inspector? Why does he need to do a voice? She hasn't like heard his voice before. He doesn't need to disguise it. <laughs> I think he's just trying to play up the character of a guy like that rather than. But yeah. she sees through it. She sees through it. Know, yeah. <laughs> so, like, maybe replicants aren't that bright. I'm going to pause it right there, and we're going to take a break. And depending on where you are and what app you're listening to this on, you may hear a couple of ads. I think I've actually heard this. I don't know where I heard this before, but it was maybe on another podcast where somebody pointed out, like, that. that is how good of an actor Harrison Ford is, that he, like... He plays Deckard, but the character of Deckard is a bad actor because when he does that voice, 
he's terrible oh, yeah, and yeah. she sees right through it. But it takes a really good actor to play a bad actor, you know? Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, you can't. Like, in, have you seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood yet? No, I haven't. No, no. Because there's a few scenes in it when, yeah, Leo is like, and he's not playing, his is even worse because he's a good actor playing an actor that's all right. Oh, yes, he's not terrible. Yeah, no, he's good. He's perfectly serviceable, but he's exactly, he's as skilled as an actor from the 60s who had a primetime TV show would be, you know. Oh, yeah. And of course, yeah, acting was so different back then. Yeah. Much yeah. bigger facial expressions. Like not wasn't to, as subtle at all. Yeah. Uh, not to give like spoilers because it's not it's not long out of cinema. So a lot of people wouldn't have seen it. But there is a scene in it yeah. where he just he has a moment where he just gives the best performance he's ever given. And, you know, and you're watching the film, you're like, he's still not as good as Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> would be. But, <laughs> That's brilliant. Uh, yeah, it's really good. It's it's a it's a very unique uh, thing, but yeah, I, I think yeah. Harrison Ford has that same same skill in Blade Runner. Yeah. Okay, so neither of us would be Blade Runners. That's what we're we've decided. No, but would you be a replicant then? Well, I mean, we won't have a choice in that. You're you're more no, so no, asking, but... are we, maybe we are. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe we are living in that in the Blade Runner future only the Tyrell Corporation is actually so secretive that people don't even know replicants exist, let alone if you are one. Well, I would think, like, I suppose the big thing is uh, in their world, okay, it's 2019, but, like, they're, what, Nexus 6, and then we know it's another 30 years till the Nexus 9. So you're talking one generation a year, maybe... Like, well, not necessarily. Um, so it's probably evolving. Well, like, one a decade. Hold off phones. Yeah, well, then, then I realized that's too long because that's like 90 years <laughs> or 60 years. Yeah, but one um, a decade seems like a ten, every 10 years it advances enough. That that seems actually quite reasonable. Yeah, no, I'd imagine it. To be at the Nexus 6 in 2019 is to, has been 60 years of them developing it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Where it's to, they're probably only doing it thirty years, you know. Um, yeah, but I guess would it be like I'm trying to think of? It's almost like the opposite of actually how, like, you take the technology we actually use. Like, you take just because we're talking generations, I'm t- I'm comparing it to game consoles. <laughs> I know but, I was going to say phones, but they're too quick. But game consoles are more of a comparison. But you think like game consoles, like the PlayStation One was around for a few years. Yeah, yeah. But then it seems like the PlayStation Two had like much a much longer lifespan, and the same with the three. But now oh, they're, they're really just long lifespans. But now they're just shooting them out. Like I, I feel like the PlayStation Four just came out, and already the Five is coming out, and it's going to continue. The Xbox is moving even faster. Oh yeah, the Three had probably the longest life. I think. Hmm. Yeah, I think the, that generation for every console seemed to like the. Xbox, slow down. The Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty, the PlayStation Three, and the Wii. I think we're all just around for like 10 years yeah yeah so maybe that's the way it goes like that they so like generations one to four were quite slow or quite quick and then the updates are very specific very refined updates yeah and i guess they take longer 
I so guess that's what I'm saying. It could be 30 years for six generations. Not yeah. 60, you know? Based on as well, the events of Blade Runner, you would imagine that slows down the release. That's like recalling the Samsung phones that were blowing up, you know, it slows down the process of the next generation. <laughs> I figured we give Samsung a, we're praising them at the start of this episode about their mic. I had to throw in a negative. Yeah, gotta, <laughs> gotta give them a dig. <laughs> so. Well, so how how long, if you're just to guess, how how long do you think we are away from from replicants? Well, watching those Boston Dynamic episode or videos and stuff, yeah, it's um, well, it's a very different kind of technology. So it's almost it like like we're obviously artificial genetics yeah like Um, we're obviously never actually going to have replicants but like a version that's close enough that it's like a robot that would be indistinguishable because they're not really robots in this either it's an organic process of some sort yeah it's kind of implied you know the way they do the glow in the eyes so it's kind of implied there is hardware in like that their brain is hardware and then their body is is like synthetic organics yeah Um, yeah it's it's kind of so they're nearly, in that way, they're nearly like cyborgs, as in it's like, or well, the opposite of a cyborg, because cyborgs like human brain with artificial parts. So they're nearly like robot brain with human parts. <laughs> yeah, but is, but is like, it, even with their brain, is it still like a human brain and it's just like the electric charge that drives it is a computer chip or something, you know? It, yeah, yeah. Like there's something big. Yeah, I imagine if you were to like do an autopsy on one and cut open their brain, it probably looks like a human brain, and then the the core of it is has like a microchip in it or something. Yeah, yeah. And this, so there's so probably some wires running through the brain and stuff because they're born adults. It's not like they start out as oh no, well do they start out? Oh no, they don't start out as children. No, no. I'm I'm thinking of uh, Blade Runner twenty forty eight where he has all the memories of being a child, but it, that's just part of his software like that's just his programming yeah and i would be more human yeah yeah and like there might be child replicants but they're just designed to be a child forever oh, or something creepy. like that <laughs> yeah that's really creepy there's a, that's the sort of thing rich people have like replications of their children who died or something that's like the movie ai have you ever seen ai yeah yeah the one with um yeah, that's a that's a great film. Uh, but fucking weird. It goes on too long. Like it, the first first two acts of that film are awesome, and then it just goes off the rails and never ends. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, no, that has cool concepts like that. Like yeah, the idea of like you now have a child forever. Yeah, nobody yeah. wants that. Yeah, yeah that's good. that's really weird. Yeah. Um, no, we're always going with sorry the whole like different generation of models thing is so in that world us growing up in the 90s like you're you're a kid going to the shop and there's like a clunky humanoid robot like walking back with the milk and bread out of the shop and it's like waving at you going hello children and you're just like throwing stones at it and going oh fuck off yeah (laughs) so then it's them evolving so like it's kind of a weird thing of like how people see them they really don't see them as human at all and like, uh, yeah so you're talking you about the, uh, with the that irobot version yeah so yeah that's what they would have been like say 20 25 years before that like maybe that's what a nexus yeah. two is like you know mm. nexus one is like the robots you see now in japan that are like 
teaching children in school that are really creepy, you know. <laughs> and I guess, yeah, that's the closest we'll get in the next, like, few decades will be those those kind of robots. Like, have you seen Sophia, the robot Sophia? Yeah, that's what I was... Yeah, that's what I'm uh, kind of thinking of. Like Hansen Robotics in Japan is behind her. That's what I was... Uh, yeah, that's what I had in my head when I was saying the teacher robots. And, like, she... That... that you see certain videos of her and you're like, oh, this is really impressive. And she's on like fucking Jimmy, not Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon or whatever. Yeah. But like, they're all like pre-rehearsed. All her answers, like the joke she tell, like it, it's all, it's a sketch. It's a sketch that's been written and they get, they typed in answers for her to reply. She can't, yeah, she's yeah. an AI, she can't communicate. But her making witty jokes about Jimmy Fallon's show and all that are just written for like yeah she didn't come up with that on the night herself yeah don't, then again jimmy fallon doesn't come up with his jokes either so i guess <laughs> well that's true she's at least <laughs> as funny as jimmy, as jimmy fallon. Fallon. <laughs> uh, not as good as jimmy as a listener there sorry we just lost jimmy as a listener there he was online i wonder like I, I can't imagine Jimmy Fallon listens to the podcast, but I wonder, is there any, like, minor celebrity that just happens to be a listener to the podcast? That'd be great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'd get them on. Who would be, <laughs> completely off topic, we'll get back to robots in a second, but if you could have, unless, like, not include Ski Ulrich, but who would be your <laughs> your top? Minor celebrity, not even minor, but if you could have one celebrity guest on the show, who would it be? Oh, Jesus, I've no idea. Um, yeah, I would no think, idea. uh, just based on it being a good episode, uh, post Malone, okay, because he well, because he's a prepper, so if you're gonna have a celebrity, oh, okay. I didn't why, know not that have, about him. why not? Why not have a really famous one who's also a prepper? I was trying to think of someone who would be like have some kind of equipment and stuff yeah i think he's yeah. building a, a four million dollar bunker at the moment so wow oh, just so you know as i look at our screen we do have some new people but um the last message from you as the host says we're having issues here but we've been live for like four yeah minutes, so. yeah if people are listening like jump into the chat just to let us know you're here or if there's any issues yeah, yeah. or whatever i'm not seeing the list just the that people are online but anyway uh yeah so that's who who i'd pick uh or maybe sophia just to actually yeah, determine yeah. What, what sort of intelligence she has but obviously that it's a pretty impressive robot all the same and you can see it as being like at least the nexus one like what's the second version are you tapping at something yeah. there i'm i'm typing a message in our group sorry oh okay in the chat uh Right, I'm just, I'll let you do it. Like, oh, no, it's all okay. Asking, just asking a question to, oh, the, group, yeah, yeah. to the listeners. Yeah. Oh, very good. That's a, a good, yeah, because yeah. people that just happen to tune in. Yeah, they can see that. Um, yeah, so you could see Sophie as being like a, a Nexus One, maybe. Yeah, that's what I'm kind of thinking, yeah. yeah. Or like, you know, like uh, Bicentennial Man, if you've seen that one, the Robin Williams movie. Fucking oh, yeah, movie. yeah. I love yeah. that movie. Um, that's another idea. Yeah. That's oh, I'm blanking on the writer's name. 
uh, iRobot anyway. Oh, it's uh, Isaac Asimov, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think he that's yeah. one of his too. A short yeah. story at least. Yeah, they tend to adapt a lot of the short stories because they can make them their own. They don't have to go into... <laughs> Yeah, well, I think most pages like, of that's lore. What, that's what um, I always, it's I, I've heard from at least two people who have told me that uh, iRobot is terrible. The film, the Will Smith film, is terrible, and the book's much better, and blah blah blah. And they're talking. They're, they're those people that never read it that just pretend to read books. Oh yeah, because iRobot isn't there's that's just a collection of short stories. Oh yeah, it's not a book. <laughs> the story, the, the story from like the, this, the Will Smith film is a just a, a new story based on in the idea, on, on his ideas and there's like it's yeah. the same like there's a frame story in the book i robot of yeah. the company that builds them and that's kind of in the film i robot is in it's the same there's some of the same characters and there's a reference but it's like there's just yeah. lines taken from all the different all other short stories of his but it's just a collection of short stories in the, yeah, yeah. the book i robot where it's different where Blade, the book Blade Runner is, it's Arthur C. Clarke, yeah? It was, yeah. Uh, Philip uh, K. Dick. Or Philip K. Dick, sorry. Um, it's um, two Android stream electric sheep. Yeah. And it's, yeah. But like Deckard is a character in that and he is a Blade Runner. Like it's... Yeah, it's, the, the film and the book of that are very alike. There's like, the book's just weirder and there's more focus on the the robot, the, the replicant animals and all that. Yeah, and there's less about is he a replicant or a human? That's only part of it. Um, yeah, yeah, but there's stuff like there's this whole weird religion in the the book. Yeah, I have, I have it on my bookshelf. I haven't read it yet. I'm dying to give it a read. I'm trying to finish a, another book first. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's good. I'm, after being talking about this the last two weeks, I'm way more interested <laughs> in reading it. Yeah, and I'm trying to actually. I, I might be confusing something from it in fahrenheit 451 but i think oh, yeah. he has a wife in the book yeah he does yeah i think anyway yeah yeah I, I'm, also like, the whole like him and rachel isn't a thing no no although yeah. there might be something with where he meets another but anyway i don't have to even spoil the book for you because there is like different yeah there's different stuff in the book but yeah, yeah. it's also been a long time since i've read it Oh, yeah, yeah. And I guess the other, if we're talking about real life replicants or just robots in general, the one people would point to would be, well, Boston Dynamics. You mentioned them earlier. Yeah. Their robots as being something very impressive. Yeah. Like they are, but I think people kind of have, people see them and think that, sorry, I, I was, I we're getting calls. We're getting two calls from the same. Oh. Someone call, trying to call in. Yeah, we're going to leave call-ins until the end. I should have said, we said that at the start, but yeah, we should have put pin put as yeah. a pin message. So we're we're going to finish the normal conversation, then we'll take calls. Oh yeah. But anyway, sorry. So I say with Boston Dynamics, I think people see them and think like people get scared when they see the the demos Boston Dynamics put out there. Yeah, yeah. and they kind of think that they're autonomous, but they're lab that they're heavily controlled lab lab demos where they only show the parts the robot got right, you know? They don't show the, yeah, yeah. the two weeks of it falling over. Yeah. yeah. And also like they're, a mi- they're a mixture of controlled and programmed responses. As in, like, and a lot of, a lot of them, when people see, like, the, the back-flipping robots and all that, it, it, they're not, that's not a robot just that's deciding to run and do a backflip. There's somebody standing off camera controlling that, you know? 
Yeah, yeah. Even with, like with software, not necessarily with a controller. But a lot of them are drone, but they're. But a lot of them are that too. Like the the really? ones. Okay. Yeah, like the one spot that everybody shit themselves over that can open the door. You remember that video? Oh yeah, yeah. It's the dog that uh, that episode of Black Mirror is based on. Yeah, yeah. Ma- Metal Head, I think it's called. The episode. Yeah. But the video of it opening the door. The, so that robot is programmed to walk to the door to pretty much get out of that room. That's what the program tells the, the robot to do. And when yeah. it comes to an obstacle, it stops. But the, the actual handle that opens the door, that has to be initiated. That's a protocol that has to be initiated by a controller. Oh, yeah. So if there's nobody with the controls, that dog would just stop in front of the door and not be able to figure out what to do. Yeah. So somebody needs to tell it to open the door, and then once it opens the door, it continues on the route that was already like programmed into it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm not explaining that very well, but I think you probably have. No, that. I know you mean it's programmed. And then uh, there was one I think you shared it on our Discord, and it's the the robot's basically reading QR codes like on a box, and then there's one on a door, but that's like a walking robot. It's not. The yeah, yeah. Um, so like these. <laughs> It, they're not intelligent enough yet to recognize a door. It's reading a QR code saying, go there. And when you get there, you have to do this action. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, um, so like if Spot turned evil and you hid in the closet, it wouldn't be able to find you. Yeah, yeah. Unless. <laughs> or it'd be QR able to find you, but wouldn't be, it wouldn't be able to do anything. Yeah, <laughs> it, would just stand at, door. it would just stand at the door watching you like a real dog. And wait for you to... Uh, dehydrate to death or stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's an amazing like version of of like the Black Mirror. Instead of it actually like it, it's limited to being able to open doors and things, so you can stay there, but you can't leave. Like if you leave, it'll shoot you. But you can say it'll just um, it'll just trap you till you uh, starve to death. <laughs> so it's just a really dark, lonely way of dying. <laughs> yeah. We're going to get back to that conversation in a second. Yeah. But I just realized because this is going to go up as a normal episode, we're going to take a break there. And depending on where you are, you might hear a couple of ads here. Okay, so we'll get right back into it. But I just want to point out something from the chat. What I, I don't get what Ross, what, what's Ross asking? Do you allow 10-year-olds? I don't know, because I just said, uh, I just replied 10-year-old whiskey. Is Ross 10 years old? Potentially, he could be listening in a car with a 10-year-old. I don't know. Oh, that yeah. could be it. So we'll probably say curse words and things like that. So if you are with a 10-year-old, just be cautious. Um, oh, yeah. There must be I some crude I, language. We ha- I think we might have been okay for the crude language so far, but then I, I think that... Well, I was just about to ask you the next big important question about replicants. So. <laughs> um, but no, we did that on our Patreon episode, so... No, we can get into that anyway, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I was just going to actually go back to something we were talking about before we said we'd take a break. The the Black Mirror episode. Again, I know we're on off topic, but apparently there's a deleted scene from that where in in one of the scenes where the woman is hiding from the robotic dog, it cuts to a man sitting in his living room with like an Xbox controller and he's no. the operator. It's so it's just like a drone, and he's just working from home. Oh, that's terrifying. Yeah, but I'm not sure which is scarier. If that's just like a drone operator, or if it's automatic. I don't know which is. Yeah, 
because it's implied from like if you just watch the episode standalone it's implied that it's just an automatic and that's the world those people are living in is that yeah these things are all over the country and they can't be stopped so there's like that's it like you're yeah screwed Um, that could be a standalone episode someday so we we won't get too into it but uh because I guess things like that aren't really featured in Blade Runner. That's the thing. Like replicants aren't just hunting humans or anything. There's not. No, they seem to be just. Like yeah, our, they're just ruthless because they, again, they, all the ones that he's hunting, they don't yeah. see themselves as well, human. So they well, well, see the well, humans well, as their oppressors and stuff. Yeah. So we're just seeing a rebellion. It doesn't matter matter whether they're replicants or not. Like that's just the way any, any like group would uh, respond to that kind of treatment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like there, somebody just, I was just about to say it and some somebody said it. In the somebody just wrote. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty harmless. Like if, if you left them alone and they had the same rights. Like our big worry with uh, AI, like what, what people are afraid of is the Terminator future where the yeah. robots rise up and enslave us and all this. But like the replicants in Blade Runner, it doesn't seem like they have any intention to do any of that. They just want the same rights. <laughs> like, yeah. like, um, and, and the attitude is though, that people are just like, Oh, well, they're that little, they're, they're, they're stronger than us. So if they wanted to, they could rule us. So we have to stop them before that can happen. Yeah. But like, I'm, I'm stronger than most children. It doesn't mean I'm going to just go around killing them. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, yeah. Well, uh, or like, you know, things like you're more intelligent than a dog. That doesn't mean you're going to be, cruel and horrible to a dog though a lot of people do you know there's always exceptions yeah 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 well i think it's like most when most cultures clash it's fear that uh yeah the fear of a new culture that causes people to to act certain ways yeah there's an interesting point come up on the chat saying rutgers militarized ai had been scared by battle and effectively had ptsd interesting you know what that has reminded me of something I wanted to talk about. So to move away from uh, replicants for a minute, although it still kind of relates to them, another big thing from uh, Blade Runner's sort of vision of 2019 is just how the world is doing in general. Like obviously climate change has taken, taken its toll on the planet. Yeah. Big time. Like it looks like LA is so polluted that the sun doesn't come up anymore. Or if it does, or it does come up, but the only place you can see it is from like the Tyrell Corporation penthouse. Yeah, and it, it's it's permanently like it's not that strong, and it's yeah, and it's raining like in LA every day, and and their answer to that hasn't been to like try and combat climate change or whatever, because obviously it's too late. Their solution is just to go off world to set up space col- colonies on other planets. Yeah, yeah, of course. Now, so the, so the, the people we see living in LA, the impression I get is they're they're too poor to get off world. I think so. Yeah, I think that's the thing. But here's the thing: why on earth is Tyrell still living on Earth if it's that bad? Yeah, um, and why is there so many billboards trying to sell people on the idea of moving off world? It's overpopulation, maybe. Is the issue? Why, if the earth is so bad, if the only hope you kind of have to escape this horrible, this environmental disaster is off-world, why would anybody need to like sell you on the idea? Why yeah. would they need to advertise? You want to just and like 
just and this what reminded me of like when he mentioned Rutger, Howard's character having PTSD. Why are there attack ships on fire off the shoulders of Orion? It sounds yeah, like who, who are we fighting? Yeah, it sounds like whatever. It sounds like the you know we done the Donner Party episode, remember? And we talked about Hastings, like the Hastings cut off, where he was just trying to get everybody to California. Yeah, yeah. He wanted to sort of start his own city, essentially, and be be like king. Not king, but you know what I mean. It sounds like the the colonies might be pretty shit too, but they're just like trying to get people there. No, I think they are. I think the implication is that they're terrible, but yeah, um, and they're. But then, so there seems to be obviously there's war out in the galaxy, but we send replicants to fight the war, so it's obviously just over territory and resources. Yeah, yeah, there. and it's probably replicants fighting replicants. Uh, or because some alien race that like we're just going to another plan planet and wiping them out and uh, sending replicants to wipe them out. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. Uh, isn't it? Isn't there hints that it's the same universe as the alien universe? No, am I right in saying that? Do, do, yeah, I've often heard that, but like the but technology the, like, is a replicant, but he but he seems not as advanced. Yeah, like he's completely robotic, though, isn't he? Like when you see. Like the robot, or we'll just like whatever androids in Alien are very they're mechanical. Like there's no, uh, or no, am I looks, that he, no, no, he looks human, but when he's cut open and stuff, his blood's white, and like his veins are like clear tubes and things like that. Yeah, um, and and he's definitely a robot. He's a robot. Yeah, to make yeah. look human. He's not a synthetic organism. Yeah, yeah like I feel like maybe in the. Um, the new version, like yeah, in the new versions, uh, what you call like Prometheus and that, they might do more uh, to try and connect them or something. Possibly, yeah. Or it's like Wayland Enterprises in that franchise is just like a competitor to the Tyrell Corporation. Oh yeah, so they do different. Uh... Which uh, that's kind of makes more sense. I guess that explain why they're they're a little different. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's a the Wayland model, and then that one is a Tyrell model. Or whatever, yeah, yeah Tyrell yeah. models have red blood, and the Wayland models have white blood. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense to me. Um, so, if what other aspects of Blade Runner? I feel like we've talked a lot about replicants. That is the main point. I'm sure yeah, yeah. there's more to be said on it. Well, in turn- the day I took a Pan Am flight, and then I was got <laughs> some Atari and drank Coca Cola. That was the. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um what was the, the there's some other uh product placement in there that is it coca-cola the only one who survived uh, yeah yeah i think um or at least one of the few uh i can't oh. remember what other ones like i'm pretty sure like i mean there's companies that still exist but don't dominate the market the way they would have back then yeah, yeah of course yeah like uh like a tinkers like IBM say who are obviously still oh, okay. around but yeah they've diff- gone more private sector than public yeah yeah I mean and even like Coca-Cola had uh I think almost I don't know if they went almost went bankrupt but they had one of their worst periods directly after that film because it was when they oh, went yeah. with a uh, new coke <laughs> Oh, yeah. New Coke, just like replicants drink. I suppose Blade Runner was 1982, so uh, we're already into the the sort of 
the Reagan era of uh, just advertising being, you know, you'd kind of think of the 80s of just being the time when advertising was just everywhere. Yeah. So I'm not yeah. sure if Blade Runner really predicted that or if it was already going that direction. Like Times Square wasn't how it is yeah, today. Yeah, it wasn't as now at all. Yeah. But there was still, you kind of knew it was going that way, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it, it wasn't the huge billboards and bright lights, and it wasn't a tourist attraction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we know what the predictor pre- dirty place with peep shows and stuff like that. What it did predict pretty well was the sort of, I guess, the rise of the Western world, kind of adapting Asian culture. Yeah, I suppose it's bigger. It's a much bigger thing now. Like, yeah. yeah. Now, Blade Runner was yeah. obviously because there was, a, for whatever reason, there was a surge of immigration, I guess. Probably relating to like the climate disaster in the Blade Runner universe. I'm sure like a tsunami took out half of Japan or something. And that's why. Yeah, it seems to be that they've had a huge population, yeah, of like East Asian. Um, so we haven't had that yet anyway in terms of a climate disaster causing it but uh, the Asian culture has definitely it's a very oh, yeah. like when you think of like K-pop is like the biggest music genre now yeah <laughs> I hadn't heard that that's bonkers well yeah I think wasn't there some controversy recently because there's a big some huge K-pop band I think they've outsold they're like the number one band in the world but the Grammys or some music award added a best K-pop artists category oh, and yeah. the controversy is well they added it just so is they didn't have to give them best artist of the year oh yeah even though they were the biggest selling yeah I guess. yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah they're they're one of the biggest selling at least so yeah yeah I guess Blade Runner got that right is what I was getting at there. <laughs> but even here, like, I know, okay, Ireland was a bit behind the times and we've had a huge cultural um, impact of our influx of food and music and stuff over the last 20, 25 years. Like, there there wasn't that many, like, Chinese and Asian, like, it, like sushi didn't exist here, like, 15 years ago. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, Chinese takeaways, but we didn't have... Um, yeah, we didn't have sushi places. You didn't have like Korean fusion restaurants and things like that that we have. Yeah, like, yeah. And we didn't yeah. have actually, you had like the, the sort of the fake, not fake, but you know, a Chinese restaurant 15 years ago was the European version of Chinese food. Yeah, yeah. Like they're serving dishes that don't exist in Chinese food. Yeah, yeah. Like things like curry chips and stuff that like, yeah. It's not Asian food. Okay. Yeah, now to go to, to something that, you know, they got wrong and that everybody's always disappointed with, you know, when, yeah. anytime people talk about uh, a sci-fi movie like or a, few, a film set in the future when we catch up with it, the things we don't have, the big one is uh, flying cars. You know, we don't have the flying car yet. Oh, so disappointing. <laughs> Do you want a flying car? Um... Let me rephrase that. Not do you want a flying car, but do you want a world where f- flying cars have replaced the grounded automobile? I'm, as I'm thinking about it, no. <laughs> yeah, I think that because, would be a nightmare. Because, yeah, it just wouldn't work. Because like you'd just be lying <laughs> so, in bed one night and then just an dr- <clears throat> like, idiot just drives into your bedroom or into your I'm going to make a I want to make a video and hopefully maybe have it up next week maybe a little earlier for patrons just yeah. on like Blade Runner uh, predictions and uh, mainly so as I can talk about this but like the idea of a flying car first of all the practicality it, 
like it makes no sense yeah like there, there's a reason that in Blade Runner like unlike a lot of films like uh, Back to the Future say in Blade Runner every, not everybody doesn't have flying cars it's only like law enforcement officers yeah yeah like you only see like half a dozen flying cars throughout the whole film and maybe like the Tyrell Corporation have a private flying car and stuff like that but it's not like everybody just has a flying car that's true actually I didn't think it's that. It's essentially the same way helicopters are in modern cities. You know, the police have them and like yeah, Steve Jobs had one probably and stuff like that, you know, and they had clearance yeah. to have one because it just like, first of all, like in a city, you couldn't, you could never have flight, even no matter how advanced we get as a society, you can never have them because. Unless it's completely automated driving though. Y- yeah. You could do that, but then you don't really need it. Then it's like the, the Uber sort of the taxis, their air taxis that they're going to do. Yeah. It's Where like, would, um, sorry, yeah, go on. Well, I was just going to say you would fly just, you might get a car to a, an air taxi and that would just take you the rest of the way over the most like congested areas. Oh yeah, I get you. It'd be it a would, very controlled thing. Yeah, but it's not like it would be a car that it can drive, like in Blade Runner, where they can go on the ground and then take off. Yeah. Um, I th- the most extreme example is probably the fifth element, where mm. they show like traffic jams of rows of cars at different levels. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's like, it's millions of cars driving yeah. through. Well, and, and that's... I think in that it's... Is it... Oh, no, it is New York. I was going to say, is it LA? But it's... But no, it's... Yeah, because they have the yellow it's taxis. Yellow so, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I love the stupidity of that, of like, they have these advanced cars, but none of them are like automated. Like, you have to have a taxi driver still. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're, 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 we're not going to have flying cars, but we're going to have automated cars much sooner. Like... um even if you had like they're not going to be flying cars like like when you look at what uber is doing they're not flying cars they're just small aircraft they're they're airplanes i hadn't seen that have you not oh yeah i'll send you a link um they're just very small airplanes maybe i'm remembering it wrong and they're actually like small no they're airplanes not helicopters yeah but no the point is like in in a most populated cities are also have airports so you're very limited to what kind of traffic you can have in the air yeah i'm currently doing um my drone license training to like flying drones commercially and stuff for doing commercial video and stuff mm. and um the rules are insane like if you're yeah. within five miles of an aerodrome an airport you have to put in a flight plan and ring air traffic control and be like okay i'm taking off now and they go okay ring me back when you've landed and like that's the rule that's what you're yeah to yeah and most people just buy a drone online and then just do whatever the fuck they want with it but you're not supposed to do that that's not the law well yeah and then like didn't somebody remember a few months back where somebody flew a drone like near dublin airport and they were like arrested yeah yeah and it was it just some idiot yeah and it happened in was it heathrow or stansted in england in yeah. london and people were spotted flying drones around, so they just landed all the planes for like two hours. Yeah. Because they're like, this is a serious, like, health And that could, land, that could land you in prison, like, not, yeah, not, yeah, a, fi- not a fine, like, actually, like, years yeah. in pr- prison. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's how serious they take it. Yeah. But also, like, we, when you mentioned, like, uh, the fifth element, the amount of work that would go into organizing the pathways that would be required to, like, avoid the 
all the collisions you'd otherwise have, that's an impossible feat. Like that just couldn't, if you had any kind of, any any more than a few hundred, that would just be an impossible task. You yeah. could never do it. I'm trying to think actually, I think in the fifth element, it's, he takes it off auto, autopilot to like get away from the cops and stuff. I think it is, there's some automation to it. Yeah. In the fifth element. But anyway. But the risk um, would be too, like even like you take, the, the pullback from just automated driving yeah, because yeah. there's still risks and the yeah. risk the, it's one thing for the risk of like a car crashing into another car or knocking somebody down in the on a road but if that happens in the sky you're talking about those cars falling from the sky yeah and hitting however many other vehicles and yeah and typically the way down yeah taking all those with them and then landing on a fucking 10-story building because it's only a city that would really have this. You're not going to need be driving around the country in the air. Well, you might. That that maybe that'll be what would happen. But then that'd just be like having a private jet or private jet, well, a private yeah. small aircraft. To me, like to me, it makes more sense outside of the city because then you're going greater distance. Yeah, well, which that's just like people do that. People have private. Like, have, people get a pilot's license and can like fly around clear. You know. <laughs> Do you know who does what? that? Harrison Ford. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> who who's Deckard? Uh it's all connected, Johnny. Yeah, but it's, it's all connected. The um the flying car isn't really going to be invented for that purpose because yeah. there's not much of a business there, because people can pretty much already do that. It's only really for the cities that it would exist. Yeah. But then and the, the other thing is that like it is just impossible because or not impossible, but even if you could do it, in order to actually make a car fly it needs to, to, to it needs to create as much for for force equal to its own weight to actually take off and that's yeah. why and that's why helicopters are so loud so in a world where and you know it's a city like we said you couldn't fly more than whatever 400 feet in the air can you imagine the yeah, noise 400 feet is the limit yeah. can you imagine the noise if like every car in your city was as loud as a helicopter and couldn't fly above 400 feet in the air. Like you'd never sleep, you'd never sleep again. No. Like Um, nobody, everybody thinks they want flying cars, but realistically, no. And walking to work, you'd have to have like noise cancelling earphones, like just being in the city. Well, you probably wouldn't because you'd probably be deaf by that point anyway. Like (laughs) (laughs) after a year or two, that just take its toll on your hearing and Yeah. Well, I guess that's one solution to it. We'd be living in a mix between the fifth element and uh, the girl from a quiet place, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's really funny. But yeah, so sorry to disappoint. cars, but you can be deaf. <laughs> sorry to, to disappoint anybody listening. We're never going to have flying cars. Yeah. Unless we create some kind of like zero point anti-gravity technology where it's just silent. Yeah. Well, I'm sure Elon Musk has a, a solution. That he brought with him from his own planet. I have just got a notification. Podbean has a limit of 120 minutes. So we have 30 minutes left before the live room will shut down. Really? Yeah. All these the moments will be lost in time, Shane. Uh, like we like tears in the rain. Yeah. It's just, it's, uh, it, well, it's, it, I didn't know there was a limit, but uh, I do now. So at least we have a countdown. Yeah. I, I feel like. Well, that's good. A, a replicant. Uh, yeah. But I think we've actually got through a lot. Yeah, I think so. We could finish up and see if any if anybody wants to call in, leave a message, and uh, we'll yeah. end it we'll and take a call. Do. We're going to end the <laughs> for recording, but we'll be sticking around for... But before we um, end... Well, I guess... is that Have we covered everything we wanted to cover? 
I think so. Like um, it, it was a weird. Basically, if, if like if you if you lived in that world, you'd like to be a human who doesn't hunt replicants. <laughs> yeah. kind of the uh, yeah, because it's a weird one. It's quite to a take. brutal, horrible job. Right? Yeah, it's a weird one to go through. Like, oh, would we survive it? Because our sort of conclusion is we wouldn't really take part in the sort of the plot of Blade Runner. <laughs> yeah, we just yeah we wouldn't be hunting poor replicants like if that like you know you know what i'd be a, a replicant rights activist i guess so i'd probably just end up being shot <laughs> yeah ironically by a replicant that's been programmed by the two corporation <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah to silence you basically but and you know i think it's a, a future we don't really have to worry about anytime soon based on sort of where we're at. The fact that it was, it was meant to be this week. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. Uh, the, the the most worrying aspect of Blade Runner that, you know, unfortunately we might be catching up with is the the whole climate disaster aspect. Yeah, it, in, in there is, it's, it's, it's just pollution. It's an insane amount of pollution. Yeah, and yeah, then, which... And then it's like there's the flame like it's the opening shot of the movie is like the flames coming out of these like industrial chimneys and stuff and it's just it's just showing a complete disregard for the environment yeah, well i guess the idea here is industry they have a plan b so they're just like well we can burn the fuck out of this place and yeah. we'll just move to one of the off-world colonies yeah exactly yeah yeah and, uh, which a lot of people are like that when people well people were talking about a few years ago when they thought we were going to land on mars in 2020 uh where they were like oh you know in 10 years we'll just be able to set up colonies on mars anyway like yeah there's still people that kind of think like that they think that yeah. in our lifetime we're going to be fucking living on mars and that's the solution to uh, it's a great solution to get rid of a bunch of really annoying people <laughs> yeah, um, we we talked about that on episode ages ago. It was probably our Martian episode, um, and there was what was the program? Uh, was it Mars One? Oh program? yeah, yeah. There was a complete um, farce. Yeah, we were saying it'd be really funny if um, they did it. They went ahead with Mars One, and then the whole thing it was basically going to be based a Big Brother, but on Mars and. The idea being that the people who were going there were going to have to they live there for at least like thirty years before they could create these return flight platforms and all this. Like it was a one way journey, and we were just saying it would be really funny if like after like three or four seasons, everyone just lost interest, and then these people are just stuck there for fifty years, <laughs> and we just kind of forget about them, and then they build their own civilization that we just don't talk to. Yeah, yeah. But then it becomes the expanse. Have you have you watched the expanse at all? No, no. That it's um, it's basically there's, uh, Mars has become a completely independent nation, as it were, um, and they're in a cold war with Earth. So they're developing okay. their own technology, all this kind of. So there's this this cold war. It's kind of an allegory of like Russia or of like China. This kind of thing. It's just its own country and they're developing technology we know nothing about but then okay people who live in asteroid belts working as miners and stuff and they're a whole different culture as well um but they're under the control of earth 
Okay, I must give it a watch. I keep confusing that with there was some there was some like a god awful sci fi show that came out on sci fi a few or on sci fi on um Netflix. I think it might have been a sci fi series and Netflix just bought it. Uh it came out a few months ago and it's awful. It's one of the worst things I've ever seen. And oh, I, is that do you the know one with your one from um your one from Battlestar? I can't even remember. But it's awful either way. Uh, yeah, I watched the first two episodes and just turned it off because it was so bad. Oh, I watched about seven episodes just because it was so bad. Like it's it's like the room. Like it's so like they forget they actually forget plot lines from episode to episode and completely yeah. go back on shit that they've so said. Like, your one's the captain of a ship and it's like her husband's the scientist. Yeah, her, it's trying to say, yeah, yeah, that's the yeah, one that's thing. it. But they literally there's an episode where she kills. There's they, she there's kills a, the the guy like well, there's the a mutant there's a mutiny against her yeah. and a guy tries to kill her and she kicks him into like a fire pit thing in or self-defense yeah, yeah yeah but in the next episode they say a completely different thing happened and i can't remember the exact details but you're watching you're like that's not what happened and every yeah, like yeah. it's it's mad that like the writers forgot what they wrote in a previous episode and the director never noticed that the edit like it's i have no idea how the show even got made it's and also so, that's, that's that's modern sci-fi that's exactly what a star trek discovery is like it's heartbreaking but yeah so <laughs> we'll end it there before we'll just start giving out about other shows <laughs> uh this was um, this was an experiment yeah this was an experiment i'm not sure how well it worked uh it's weird doing it live yeah, uh, we just wanted to get Blade Runner done. Uh, if you did like it, though, if you stumbled across this accidentally, I don't think you would have. There was only a few listeners. But if you did, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or follow us on Podbean and follow us on social media. Uh, yeah. You know, regular listeners, you, you know where to find us. But uh, we're also on Patreon if anybody wants to check us out there. Yeah, and you can join us on Discord for conversations. As well. Yeah, the, the patrons, the, the important thing, though. We uh, yeah. had a... a I guess you'd call it a prelude to Blade Runner went up there and we're, we're going to have more bonus episodes and stuff. And like any videos we do, they'll be up there before they go anywhere else. Yeah. And that's really it. We have, since we've recorded, we've had three new patrons sign up. Yeah. So I want to just give them a quick shout out. Uh, we had Dustin who I think last time we were doing shout out, shout outs, we talked about like longtime listeners. Oh yeah, yeah. Like we mentioned Eric and Sam and all, all these people that have been listening since the beginning really but dustin now i'm not sure this is i'm not sure if this is the same dustin i'm pretty sure it is but dustin uh has been listening not since the first episode of disaster artists but oh, since yeah. the first episode of yes Series news wow good man and also uh peter radcliffe who again like it's it's funny because like a lot of people that i'm seeing on patreon and stuff are on other are on twitter and, or discord or whatever but they might have a different username so i, I never know who's oh, yeah. who uh oh yeah but yeah peter signed up too so thanks peter and then uh, a third one this uh, person only signed up i just got the notification two nights ago gary reynolds <laughs> oh, <laughs> did you see that big, yeah no we didn't see that <laughs> Oh, you guys, the way you said it, I thought you had known that. Uh, no, I had not know that. But yeah, so um, Gary signed up. Which I, I like seeing somebody I, I know sign up. We we know Gary in real life. so it's, uh, Gary is meant fun. to be on the podcast, so we, we must get yes, him on. We'll have to get him on there. He's paid uh, the way. <laughs> <laughs> if you, you want to get on, the, we should, like, maybe we should put up a really high tier for people to just join. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, although we've we've got the call in opening, so people can actually join right now if they want. But for people listening to this after the fact, I guess until next time, have a nice apocalypse. <laughs>